0: welcome to the mystic access podcast where the magic is in learning
1: hello everybody and welcome to the january 10th episode of the mystic access podcast she's kim he's chris and we have some new year's stuff to talk about today
0: we have quite a lot to talk about today some of it really interesting and hopefully you'll get some enjoyment or at least some new knowledge out of it so happy new year guys
1: happy new year yay thank you to everybody who contacted us and wanted to know how we made out through the blizzard of 2022
0: yeah we were very touched thank you guys that's very sweet that you thought about us and we appreciate all the thoughts and well wishes and we're good we're great it really worked out well for us we actually felt A little guilty when we were sitting there enjoying our Christmas Eve and Christmas Day dinner, knowing that so many people were in absolute misery here in the city. And we're grateful that we made out as well as we did. We had very little damage and everything just worked out well.
1: I think the only thing we lost was a solar panel.
0: Yeah, a little bitty one. You know, not even anything major to worry about. So.
1: We have a little light up sign that has the address number. It's for people who deliver stuff right
0: or when we're in a lyft or an uber and we're coming home because people kept missing us
1: that did fall over and i thought that was gone so i was just about to buy another one because you know it's a really cool thing to have a little light up sign that's solar powered and it lights up at night it lights up the address
0: we've actually gotten comments on it from people delivering to us too oh nice sign
1: exactly (laughs) it's helpful for people so that was really cool. My friend came over and found it in the yard and put it back up, so that was the only thing that we actually lost. So.
0: Yeah, we didn't actually lose that. We lost the solar panel off another light-up thing we had outside, and we were sad, of course, about that, but it's okay. You know, when right. it comes to really the great scheme of things, we made out perfect.
1: So. Right, exactly. So with the new year comes some changes that we're going to talk about.
0: And we really need you to listen to this part, guys, so don't skip away because you think it's administrative, because this stuff's important today.
1: Right. So what happens with change comes, you know, good and bad. Mystic Access has gone through some changes over the past couple of months, one of them being me. I am no longer working full-time with Mystic Access. I have taken on a different position at a different company, and... That's really not the reason for this. Basically, what we're talking about regarding Mystic Access is Kim is taking over the daily everything with the business. And what that means is that sometimes things are going to be a little bit slower than we would like. Things are also going to be a little bit slower and putting out some content, some tutorials, because... We do have some that are going to take up at least January and February that we're going to put out later this year.
0: You'll know about them eventually. You we will. can't tell you about them now. Cannot, right. will not. So please don't ask us.
1: So that's pretty much how this works.
0: Yeah. And let me just elaborate a second on that. So Chris is off full time doing other things now. Okay. So occasionally you may hear from him. You will certainly still hear from him as part of this podcast. You'll hear from him in some of the documentation that it's created this year. But overall, for all intents and purposes, he's off doing something else. And so I'll be the person talking to you. I'll be the person returning your calls. However, that does not change the fact that my role at Mystic still is director of product development. As a result of that... There will be many times where I am still in the midst of creating, recording, editing something and cannot, for whatever reason, talk to you at that time. So as a result of that, as Chris said, that's one reason why it is going to take longer than we want and longer than you want at times for us to get back to you. Because if Mystic Access doesn't create, we die. So we have to continue creating product and we will continue creating product for the foreseeable future. That's still what's happening here. And so, because Chris is off doing other things, in general, much of that creation will fall to me. So, I'm doing admin as well as product. Please note, it has nothing to do with you. It's not personal. I love talking to you guys. I love connecting. I always have fun talking to you. But, in many cases, I cannot. That will lead to me saying this. If you can place your orders online, I encourage you to do so. You will get your stuff faster that way. If you have questions, and can email them. That will also get you answered in general more quickly because I can email you at 3 o'clock in the morning, and sometimes do, and Chris can as well. So sometimes we do that because it's fast and it's simple for us to drop a note while we're doing other things or at times that are definitely not convenient or appropriate to return phone calls doesn't mean I don't love talking to you. It just means that if you can do that, that's always appreciated. Of course, if you need to call, feel free to do so, particularly to place orders or if you have product questions and you can't find out the answers otherwise, don't hesitate to call. That's not a problem. Just know it may take three, four, or five days sometimes to get back to you. And that's just unfortunately where we are. No, we are not hiring anyone to place orders and answer phones. Not happening. So, again, please don't ask. That's not in the cards, so we won't be taking any inquiries about that. If you call and ask me that, I'm not even going to call you. I'm sorry. That's just where we are because I just said no. So, right now, I ask for your patience and just know that you will receive your phone call back. And please, please, when you call and you leave a message, calling back every day will not get your call answered any sooner. Okay? So, please, I ask you... Not to do that is very, very appreciated. I got your call. You're in my list. I actually have software with a whole list of your voicemails sitting in front of me. I can look at it anytime I want. They're all there and I can answer your calls and I'll probably answer you in the order they're received in most situations. So thank you for understanding this. That's very appreciated. And just know that that's currently where we are. And this was a decision that was not taken lightly. This was a decision that was made over time, and when the opportunity came up, it was taken. So that's where we are, and no, we're not going to talk about what Chris is doing currently. So again, we appreciate you
1: understanding. The next thing we're going to talk about are some products that we're going to sunset. So back in October, we sunsetted a couple products, and in January of 2023, we are going to sunset a couple of more products these two products are going to be the Orbit Reader product that we put out a couple years ago as well as the Braille Me product that we put out a couple of years ago. And the reason we are doing this is because we do not have access to those two products. So if you call us and ask us, how do I get this connected to uh, your iPhone or Windows or what have you, we can't answer that question because if things were to have changed from what was in the documentation, and I don't believe connecting to Windows, for example, was even in the documentation for the Orbit Reader, because we don't have access to the products, we don't have a way to support that tutorial.
0: Yeah, that's not fair to you guys. It's not fair to us. So right now we're just going to sunset that product and that be the end of that. Same kind of thing with Braille Me. We do not have Braille Me's anymore. They aren't here. They stopped working.
1: So, well, they are here, but they're dead.
0: Okay, they are here, but they're dead. So they are coasters at this point in the game. That's where we are with that. So again, not only do we not know, we can't test. Yeah, we could find out from the old manual, but we can't test anything for you. We can't give you that information. So as a result of that, again, because we don't feel that's fair to you guys, we're going to sunset this product as well. But we're not doing it immediately.
1: Right. We're going to put them on sale between now and January 31st. So if you know somebody who has an Orbit that wants that tutorial, you know, tell them to come pick it up before January 31st. Once they're gone, they're gone.
0: They're gone. So you've got three weeks. If you want one or both or either of those products, you're welcome to come and get them between now and then. There's another product that you may discover that is currently missing from the site, as well as a bundle that that product was in, and that is our Voicestream reader documentation. However, don't be alarmed. This is actually going to be a redo product. This is on my list of things to re-record in the spring, hopefully, because this actually has changed dramatically since this product was initially recorded. This was a very early Lisa project. I think it was her second one. And so that's been a long time. Like the iOS material, this is just something that needs a complete redo. So we're taking away the original one. If you bought the original one and you're thinking, well, I'd like a redo. When it comes out in the spring, we'll figure that out. We'll come up with something to get you a nice discount on it. Between now and then, just stay tuned. We are going to be redoing this. In the spring, and that'll be a fun project for me. I will enjoy sharing a lot of information with you, and just stay tuned for that. It's going to be several months, so I don't know exactly when. My calendar is not set 100% for the next few months. I kind of know my next couple months, and that's about it. And when I know, I will let you guys know. But yes, this will be redone from scratch.
1: One final change that we have is, for those that know, we've done the free monthly events for the past few years, we did it January through November. Although we're... we
0: did miss quite a few months last year.
1: Yes, unfortunately. We did. So what we're going to do moving forward is we're going to do them quarterly. So we're going to do four. We're going to do it at the end of each quarter.
0: Mm-hmm. So may... that'd be March, June, September, December. Or in that case, we might do September, November, something right. like that. Because we probably will not do a December event kind mm-hmm. of a waste of all our time. The thing about this, let's explain this a second. Again, part of this goes back to the fact that we need to create together. Chris has a full-time gig elsewhere, and we need to find the time to do that, which is usually early morning for us because that's how we work. And in many times, if we need to record together, that's when we do that. So it's finding the time. And honestly, at this point, guys, it's finding the topics. <laughs> so it's making sure we have really good, valuable meaty topics that we can get into to share with you guys some of you have given us some really good suggestions we appreciate that those are on our list of ideas to sit down with and see if we can make you a full class on them so we have not forgotten you and please know that your topic suggestions are always appreciated and i keep a little file of notes so that we can come back to those but we don't want to give you a half done half baked class that's not how we work we would feel bad making you come and waste your evening sharing with us from something that we just don't have done very well. So, as a result, we're going to move these to quarterly so we make sure we have really good topics. We have time to sit down with them, create them. That does not mean that you will not be getting material. Occasionally we may throw something in the free downloads. Don't forget we have mysticaccessdownloads.com. So, we may start throwing more things up there. Stay tuned. There are definitely some changes happening here. We know some of you may be upset with some of them. We love getting together. We love chatting with you the way things are currently in the NOVA household. And because we want to be fair to you and we want to provide you the highest quality content we have, we've made the decisions that we have. So again, we appreciate your understanding and kind of hanging out with us for some of these changes. We're not going anywhere. Please know that. If we were, we would tell you. And we are doing things that will hopefully just continue to allow us to give you the quality content and the quality instruction that you deserve and that you've come to expect from us. So that's where we are in terms of the monthly classes. And yes, don't worry, the open houses will still continue to be a thing too. So we'll we'll absolutely hold an open house for the Thanksgiving holiday, and I'm sure we'll hold another one sometime this year as well. So those aren't going anywhere either. We always have fun with those. We love connecting with you. So just know that that's not changing.
1: And one thing that did change has nothing to do with mystic access and that is ring. So we have complained for a while. Months.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> months and months. When do you think this started? Do you remember? Wasn't it I like know the exactly of
1: the year? when it started. Okay. It was when iOS 16 came out. Ah. So basically, just to recap what happened is when iOS 15 was out, The Ring app was very accessible. You can go into your history, you can go into your settings and do all this other stuff. When iOS 16 betas came out, I was playing with those on an SE 2020 and lost all access to the settings. You couldn't do anything with them. Next, Kim's phone upgraded to iOS 16 when it came out. She lost the settings. You couldn't really change anything or do anything with the settings.
0: You couldn't even see anything. You didn't know what was going on.
1: Right, it was like a bunch of pictures or something.
0: Yeah, it was terrible. They didn't even make sense. You couldn't even gauge from the photos or the image descriptions of what was happening, what it was trying to tell you.
1: Then when I got my iPhone 14 Pro, I looked in the settings and ring, and I was pleasantly surprised. And this was running the same version of iOS that Kim was running on her phone, her 2020. It did not work on her's. But I was pleasantly surprised that it worked on mine and we were going to talk about that and demonstrate that on the 2020 it didn't work and on the 14 pro that it did work and just to be clear we were both running the same version of ios and we were both running the same version of the ring app so About two minutes before recording this podcast, we decided to go into the Ring app on her phone just to test volume and stuff like that, and we were pleasantly surprised that it did work on her phone and it did work on the 14. So somebody has been doing some changes under the hood or under iOS or or the Ring app or whoever's quote, fault it was. We're not blaming anybody. What we're happily here to say is that it does work.
0: So we know a lot of you, and this has been going on on social media and everywhere, have been really upset by these changes, understandably. And we're really happy that, at least in our situations currently with our two phones and the current Ring version, everything seems to be working great. That's actually really perfect. And I'm actually going to look really quickly and see what the current ring version is, just to let you guys know that if you had it, you should test it. So if you go into the hamburger, and you're looking in the hamburger, it's at the very bottom in the hamburger. So that's the confusing part. 5.55.0. 5.55.0 is where we currently are.
1: What version of iOS are you running?
0: 16.1.2.
1: Okay. So I'm not going to say anything prior to 16.1.2, but 16.1.2 looks like that is the correct version version of the version that makes ring shine at least it shines again if you go into the history you don't get all this stuff that doesn't make sense because it's not reading to you you know you can see the history of your missed events and things like that things are looking much better with the ring app so that's yeah and
0: another cool thing we discovered is that instead of telling you the battery's at 100 percent, it now tells you the battery's full just a nice little subtle change that we actually really like yes So for those of you who were buying Dots, just so you could access your Ring app, hopefully you can now use your phone in addition to answer your Ring app, and you'll be able to get all of your important status information as well.
1: It is actually faster, though, to just say, a friend, answer the front door.
0: Much faster.
1: And then you can have that two-way conversation with that person.
0: People might laugh at us for having Dots in almost every room of our house, but... For that instance, it actually can be really, really helpful.
1: Actually, you know what we did? Because we have so many devices that are our (laughs) own devices. And we don't have so many, but... We have a lot. We have a few. And what we did is, when you can change the name of what you call your device, we kind of confiscated one name for my stuff and one name for her stuff so that we can say that name and, and we know that the Echo device that we want to talk to is going to answer. There are times when you say the A word, when we had them all at the A word, and uh, one in another part of the house would actually answer. So I think in this way, it makes things a little bit easier if one person uses one name and one person uses the, the other name.
0: It's not perfect because we have a couple devices that have... The same name as another device. Like in our living room, we have an Alexa. I don't think we can change her, can we?
1: No, we can't because it's so, in the it's the um, the Ecobee. You can't change the Ecobee name, and you can't change the Sonos names. So those are always going to be Alexa.
0: So that's one reason why my Sonos, which is in my office, is Alexa, and so is our Ecobee. So occasionally, our Ecobee and our, my Sonos will conflict a bit. What is your Sonos in your office though? Don't you have one in your office?
1: Yeah, but you can't talk to it.
0: Oh, that's right. He bought one way before we got married. What, maybe a year or so before, with no Alexa built into it.
1: So it was strictly cheaper than the other one until yeah, I, like
0: twenty bucks.
1: Until I got it home and <laughs> I couldn't talk to it.
0: Oops. Although in this instance, it's actually a good thing because
1: yeah. Yeah, it is.
0: So I've confiscated the E-C-H-O name, and he has Z-I-G-G-Y. So we made it work, and then our kitchen is...
1: A-M-A-Z-O-N.
0: <laughs> a name he said he'd never use, so we well, use it in our kitchen.
1: Yeah, and you sometimes voice. you talk to each other, and you say a word, and then the one in the kitchen decides to listen. And yes. God knows what it does sometimes.
0: It's quite funny, actually. So, yeah, we have lots of them around here and in many cases it's helpful but that's how we got around it that is our solution at least if you have multiple ones even multiple ones in a room i know many of you do give them different names and that will at least help some it may not make the conflict vanish completely but it will assist in making that a little easier
1: the nice thing is if i want to access my account you just say switch accounts on any of them and it will switch to that account. Like I can say something like who's talking? I'm talking to Chris. This is Kim's account. So see it's Claver. Right. Switch accounts. Now
2: in Christopher's account.
1: So if you need access to your stuff for whatever reason you can just switch to that account. Like where's my stuff or a lot of the home automation stuff is set up under my account or my side of the amazon ecosystem (laughs) so in order for kim to change the thermostat she has to switch to my account and then change the thermostat and then switch back or whatever
0: a lot of the radio services are set up under my account so if he wants to listen to something he'll have to switch to me you know so things like that now for those of you new to this you have to set that up this isn't something that you can just magically say i want so and so on my account it's a process as we discovered it took was it Six months or nine months. It was a long time.
1: It was 180 days.
0: Because I was sharing an account. Probably not the smartest thing or um, nicest thing to do at the time. Because I wasn't in the same household with the person with whom I was sharing the account. But sometimes we do these things. And I was sharing the account. And I said, hey, you're going to get your own Prime account. Because I can't share with you anymore, obviously. Because I'm moving away and sharing with my spouse. But from the time that I took this person off my account, they were on my account took them off it was six months six months before you could add another person to your account it doesn't really matter who added who because it's going to give you the same benefits but within one of us added the other to our prime i think you added me and we had to wait six months so we had been married for months before we were able to do it and as a result of that it's kind of one of the funny things that happened
1: the conflict would be that if we said the magic a word All accounts would go off, and it would be listening, and it would be confused, but now we're in a household account. So we're basically sharing all of these devices. If Kim were to buy a device under her account, and it was to come here, it would be registered to her, but I can still see it, which is kind of interesting. The other thing to keep in mind about a shared household is that if you're playing with somebody else's device and i'm talking about in the app itself you may not be able to change all of the settings in that device
0: we discovered that recently i don't remember what we were doing but we made that discovery it was kind of an interesting thing i was trying to change something for you or something and there was something i couldn't do because you were doing something else oh i know what it was it was some kind of audio
1: feature the spatial mode on the um, studios i think hmm you couldn't turn it off or turn or couldn't it off.
0: turn it off or couldn't turn it on something like that anyway it was very strange but that's something else to note now going back to what i was saying a second ago you're really not supposed to share an account with somebody who you're not in a household with it's designed for partners and kids and things like that that's what you're supposed to do with it you're not supposed to share your prime account with somebody who lives next door or down the road or a thousand miles away right amazon frowns on that considerably They haven't taken the steps yet that Netflix is now taking to keep that from happening, but it's still a thing that you kind of want to just keep in mind.
1: You're not credential sharing. Mm -mm. You're basically being invited to an Amazon household account.
0: Yeah, you set it up in your, is it in the A-L-E-X-A app or is it in the Amazon?
1: It's probably in the A-L-E-X-A app. I I don't remember where it is. If it's not, it's in Amazon.
0: Then one or the other, you can create a household, essentially, and invite people. You need their email address. You would invite them to be part of your household. So
1: They would it, accept.
0: They would accept, yes. And then you also choose, when you're creating a household, what information from your account you then share with the people in your household. So, for instance, Chris and I can read each other's Audible content. We could read each other's Kindle books. All that kind of stuff. Because we've shared all that with each other.
1: That's why we have 800-some-odd books in Audible. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we both like to read. You can not share certain things if you don't want to. You control all of that through, as we said, either the ALEXA or the complete Amazon ecosystem. So those are some things to know about households and sharing them and also getting out of them. You know, Because, as I said, if you leave a household, you have to wait a significant amount of time, six months, I believe, to either enter another household or to have someone else enter your household.
1: Right. They don't want you to drop a household, go to someone else, drop another household, go to someone else. I get it. I understand why. That means if you're getting a divorce, you want to throw them out of your household and then they can't join somebody else's household for, I believe it was 180 days, which I think is, which is six months. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus you don't want them getting all vengeful and racking up all kinds of purchases on cards that you may share or cards that you may have in there. <laughs> which they could do
1: when you're setting up a household you do have to share your payment options that makes it less desirable for people to share like you said with a friend across the state or city or country
0: yeah you have to really trust someone you share your household with
1: so you were on the internet the other day I was. and what did you discover
0: well first i was very distressed because i wasn't sure what the heck was going on but My Google just wasn't acting right. I always use Google as my search engine, just because I always have, you know, old habits die hard and all that. So when you've been using something since 2002 or however long it's been a search engine, 2001, I started using it essentially when it started. Old habits die hard, and I always use it. So I have everything set to GOO And as a result of that, I was doing some searches the other day, and stuff just didn't look quite the same to me. I couldn't figure out what was going on. Finally, I put it together that... Why can't I move to the next page results? What's going on? Is there something wrong? I looked at my screen. Is my screen maximized? Is it turned at some weird angle and it thinks it's not maximized? What's going on? Well, that led me to do a little digging. And for those of you who didn't know this, because I sure didn't, Google has now said goodbye to paginated results. Those friendly pages of Google results that we've seen for 20 plus years are gone. So, this leads to something interesting. When you get to the bottom of your search results, right now I have a heading that says something like next page of results or something like that. And underneath that, there is a more results button. So you still see this thing, and I guess they're getting rid of some of this as they update. So it's not quite perfect yet, but it's something about pages of results or paginated results. And then there's the More Results button, and that will load your next page of results. So it's the continual scroll that you may have gotten used to with other sites and apps. You know, With apps, this has been a thing for years and years and years, where you just scroll on and on and on. There are no paginated results with apps. So this is just a thing on Windows, and I assume Mac as well.
1: Yeah, because it's Google.
0: Mm -hmm. So this is a new thing, and I finally found something. I think it was on How to Geek they had an article discussing it. And there's really not a lot out there. I was actually surprised. It took me a little while to figure out what was going on because I thought, do I need to update my browser? What's happening? And it wasn't a browser issue. It was a Google switch. So if you're wondering where the heck your pages went in Google, it's not just you. And there is now a more results button, and you'll hit it multiple times. And so you'll have your results hit it, your results hit it, your results hit it. Now, somebody made the argument that well, this is kind of frustrating because now I can't find what I was originally looking for. I think I'm actually going to like it because if you just go back up a couple times, you'll be able to find the result to say, oh, originally a result was maybe on page 8, and then you went to page 9, and you're like, man, I should have checked that other result. You would have had to have gone down, found page 8, or found previous page, clicked on that, and then found that result again. This way, you could just hit Shift-H, for instance, and go right back up and click on that result. So you go back to your list of results with... Alt, left arrow, or your backspace key, and then go into the result you want. So I actually might like it. At first, I was very resistant to it, but I think I'm going to like it. What do you think of the forever auto-scroll
1: versus pages? I haven't actually played with it yet, but there is an option up here when you do a Google search. It says switch to page-by-page results.
0: Yes, but can you make it work?
1: (laughs) I don't know.
0: I've never gotten it to work.
1: And it might work. Let me see.
0: I've tried it a million times without getting that option to change anything.
1: Let me see. Yeah. What's there's that my hitting?
0: What's that hitting results. called when you see it? Yeah.
1: It what's... is. Let me see. Skip the main content. Then it says switch to page by page results. That for me, pressing enter on it, pressing space on it. It doesn't seem to want to work for me. This may be changed. It might be broken as they're rolling it out. I'm going to bring up my links list. I tried that too. Let's see if
0: it works for you. I tried everything when I found that. What browser are you in?
1: I am in Edge. I'm going to actually, that's a good point. I tried it
0: in Edge too. Before you leave Edge, can you find that page heading and see what that's actually called? Because I was rather vague on that a minute ago and I didn't mean to be.
1: The button is at the bottom. So if you go to the bottom of your virtual cursor, browser mode, you just go up one and there is your more results button. The closest heading that's associated with me is see results about
0: huh ours look different then because you said more results is at the bottom yes i just went to google.com
1: yeah you have to do a search
0: i'm doing a search oh yeah okay that's different than when i just looked the other day so they're clearly they're doing continuing changes actually no now i just went to the bottom and i see terms privacy Um, send feedback help update location it shows my location there's a footer links heading And then there's the More Results button right above footer links.
1: Let me see.
0: But I do see the See Results About heading that you just mentioned as well. Let me see. Oh, here it is. Page Navigation. If you go up further, there's a Page Navigation heading. That's what it's called, Page Navigation, but you can't do anything to
1: it. But you're seeing something called Switch to Page by Page Results. Are you seeing that link?
0: Yes, up here at the very top, yes.
1: Right. That does not seem to do anything for me. No, nope, it hasn't for me either. I'm going to switch to Brave, and I'm going to do the same search. And then I'm going to see if I can switch to switch to page by page. It seems to click something. because Yeah, the page it does, does seem re- to
0: do something. I've noticed that too.
1: As of this recording, it looks like the page by page feature doesn't work. But that doesn't mean before you hear this podcast that it will work or won't
0: work. I actually suspect it'll work less or that it will disappear altogether. Yeah, because they're getting rid of it, so I wouldn't count on it. So before we end this episode, we got yet another new pair of headphones in the Nova household. We've discovered that
1: we, we really don't can't need have any
0: too many more headphones. We don't need any more, <laughs> but we kind of love them. Some people are into new computer games or new apps to play or whatever. Our thing is headphones. We like them. Apparently. And. Usually we spend less than 100 bucks on them, so it's not too bad a thing. But And we don't buy them like every month or anything like that, but we do occasionally buy a new set. Well, this one, though, I must admit, this one had sentimental value.
1: When uh, Kim and I first met, we started dating or whatever, I decided to buy her a set of Creative Labs headphones that I had that I loved. They were wired headphones. Mine are long since in the...
0: Wherever the headphones place in the sky is that... All good headphones go.
1: Right. So, because I liked mine so much and they really sounded great, I decided to buy her a set. It was an Easter present or birthday present or something like that. I don't remember. But it was a nice set of headphones. And
0: I watched three seasons of Downton Abbey on those headphones. It was great.
1: They were wired. There was no Bluetooth, but they sounded amazing.
0: They did. And they were very expensive feeling. They just felt nice. They had really soft ear cups and and headband and they were just awesome and I only had them for about a year and they broke and I was so upset because I was very precious with them so I haven't had any for over 10 years (laughs) well they probably broke in 2013 so I guess 10 years now close to 10 years and lo and behold we started talking about something the other day and I said I wonder what creative still has in terms of headsets so I took myself over to Amazon and took a peek and discovered that they only, at least via Amazon, they only sell one headset. That's an actual on-ear, they're on-ear, not over-ear, on-ear headphones. They have some buds, but I really wanted on-ear or over-ear. And these are the Creative Zen headphones, Z-E-N. They were on sale, so he bought them for me for New Year's. <laughs> Mommy a New Year's present. And I got them last week, and the first thing you said when you saw the box was?
1: This box is too small to contain an over-the-ear set of headphones.
0: Yes, and they're on here, but the same thing applies. The box was very, very small. <laughs> and I was like, wow, let me see, let me see. So I opened them up. One of the things I like about Creative Labs is that they kind of go the extra mile with their stuff. So the headphones are extra cushy. They provide a really good seal. The headband is really nice. It is plastic. It's made out of a light plastic. So it's light. It doesn't feel heavy or bulky on your head. But it came with... Like extra long, probably, I don't know, a foot at least, foot and a half long cable. So you got a 3.5 to 3.5 and a USB-C cable to charge. And they weren't these 3-inch things that you so often get with speakers or headphones. That was a nice thing. And one of them even had a little rubber band to rubber band your cable back together. So, you know, these nice little extra touches. It's not quite as good as one of those that has like the Velcro and, you know, it goes around. But it was really nice. The cables are really nice. It came with a storage bag with an actual drawstring closure on it. So nice little bag. I was watching some YouTube reviews before I received them. And the one guy said he was essentially beating the crap out of his just to see how durable they were. And he really liked the fact that you could throw them in your bag and take them with you on plane trips or whatever. The Creative Zens, when we took them out of the box, they're really nice. And they have very tactile buttons. They're all on the right ear cup. They have a little bitty round button and that's the play, pause, power on, off button. They have a long, skinny button that is volume up and down. If you press on either side of this kind of rocker button, you will turn the volume up or turn the volume down. Or if you press and hold on either side, you will go to the previous or next track. And then there's another button that's about half the size, another long, skinny button, about half the size of that. And this will allow you to go into the noise canceling mode. These are normally retailing about $100, so we got them for half that because we got white ones, which, you know, they're going to get fingerprints and everything all over them, but you just polish them up every now and again, you're good to go. Usually for that price range, you're not going to get any noise canceling or it's not going to be very good. These are actually really good. A lot of times for me, I'm real sensitive to this, when you have your noise canceling on, you'll hear a sh- sh- this ambient shushing sound. To me, it's annoying. And it often degrades or that, in addition to whatever else they're doing to emulate the noise canceling, will degrade the quality of your sound. I don't really mind very much. I mind a little. But I don't mind very much the noise canceling with these at all. Chris had a really loud sound going on in his office the other day. And it would have been annoying had I not had the noise canceling on. But I had noise canceling on and it was just a background sound. It wasn't loud. It wasn't obnoxious. So you press the button to turn on noise canceling. You press it again to turn noise cancelling off. Or if you double press quickly the button, and there's an art to this because it doesn't always work, you'll turn on what the Creative Zens call ambient mode. And this is kind of like transparency mode if you've got some other headphones. It allows you to hear what's going on around you. It's actually really nice. I don't mind the noise cancelling with these. I still prefer it off. To me, there feels still like a smidge of degradation of particularly music when you have it on. But I don't really mind it that much. And it is pretty good, especially with mid to low frequencies. I had some piano music on the other day, and I turned it on. I could still hear, you know, I could hear the piano music in the background. But it wasn't quite as bad. It wasn't quite as noticeable. The creative sound, though, is the reason why I wanted these. Because I remember how good those other ones sound. I loved them they were my favorite pair of headphones i had ever had and of course they were sentimental to me because they were bought for me by my then boyfriend and you know i loved them when they broke i was terribly upset and i thought i'd really love to be able to recreate that sound well other than i wish these had a little smidge of bass more than they do just a smidge not much just a touch other than that i absolutely love the sound profile of these to me it just feels perfect now this is very subjective of course some of you are going to like something some of you are going to like others but i really love it i love it with music i love it with audio talk a second about the spacing of the audio it's not spatial audio you know that you might have on your airpods for instance but talk a little bit about the spatial sound how it spaces the sounds that you're hearing and the
1: silences i was listening to an audio drama called we're alive which is a post-apocalyptic started out as zombies now they call it infected but basically i was listening to this podcast it's an amazing audio dramatization of the story and there are two people they're standing next to each other and they're talking and i could hear them because i kind of confiscated these for a couple of hours to see if i was going to get my own pair and there was a clap of thunder in the audio and the clap of thunder to me sounded like it was way way off outside like outside of a window or whatever I don't know really how to explain this but the silences in this production were silent it was like nothing there between those two people and the thunderclap that was off to my left and way off to my left so it's kind of hard to explain but that's how i think of it the silences are silent
0: i was listening to a laura branigan concert on youtube she's one of my favorite artists i just think she's such a classy artist and i miss her and there's a whole bunch of live stuff that i didn't know existed up on youtube of her and she was such a consummate live artist and i thought i'm just going to watch some of these concerts so the first one i found that i was listening to the spacing of the instruments in certain spots i just thought was so well done by these headphones Your guitars would be off over here, and your drums would be off over here, and the keyboards would be over here, and Laura's voice would be right where you want it to be, front and center. And I just thought it was just beautifully, beautifully done in terms of that. So this company, all they do is audio, correct?
1: I believe so, yes.
0: It really shows. Apparently there's an app that you can use to make these things a little different. I haven't tried that yet. Maybe I will and report back on another podcast and let you guys know but I think a lot of that only works for non-streamed music so stuff that you've downloaded directly to your phone I don't really understand a lot of it and how it works a lot of people say just don't even bother just use them straight out of the box they're fine so we'll see you know I don't know I might attempt it and see how it works and how it goes but have not done that yet it's a free app and I don't remember its name off the top of my head but I'll let you guys know if I decide to download it and try it as i mentioned earlier these do give a really good seal but you do have to adjust them properly you were saying you got a little bit ear pain
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and i had them adjusted this morning and i wore them for like two hours and didn't have any issue whatsoever so some of it may be adjustment some of it may be the size of your ears so it's just something to know but they do provide a really good seal i was laying in bed actually listening to these this morning you can't lay on your side with them they're a little too bulky for that but i was just laying there chilling out listening to tunes this morning they sound equally great with podcasts or music or as Chris was saying audio dramas so I just love them I think they're great they're foldable didn't mention that they are foldable so you can fold them up and put them in their little bag and they're extremely comfortable I wish the leather leather pleather stuff was slightly different material I think they'd be a little cooler but they aren't overly warm either i'm not going to be like pulling them off after half an hour that's probably going to be subjective it's going to depend a little bit on you but for myself i love them and tell them one of the really cool parts about these headphones that's unique about them
1: so like me as a child when i was very very little (laughs) i used to have a pair of sneakers that had l and r i don't wear them anymore of
0: course (laughs) he doesn't they wouldn't fit his little feet anymore
1: but if you lay the headphones flat open with the cups facing towards you There's a tactile L and a tactile R within the air cup itself.
0: And they're big. You can't miss them.
1: (laughs) The other thing you didn't talk about was the voice. It's a very, very clear US English voice, female voice, Mm -hmm. for the Bluetooth mode, pairing, connecting, disconnecting sounds. But let's turn our focus away from the creative headphones. And over the Black Friday or. Cyber Monday sale I got a pair of Soundcore headphones. These are definitely over the ear headphones and they're like Space, they're called Space headphones or Space 95 or something like that. I will have the links in the show notes for you. But these are really good headphones. The spatial thing on them is great for listening to the audio dramas of course cuz that's what I've been doing with them and Those are really good. They've got 40-some-odd hours of battery life. They have noise-canceling. They have transparency mode, power-on-and-off sounds. One thing I always liked about the sound cores is when you turn them on, it makes a little musical note, and then it tells you your battery level, which I think is really, really nice. So these are over-the-ear headphones, and they're a little bit bigger than the ones we used to sell. They're a little rounder than the ones that we used to sell. For me, they go over my ears completely. And I think that you don't like those particular headphones because they are a little bit heavy. And yes, they are a little bit heavy on your head.
0: They are. I love the build quality of them. I think they're amazing. They're way better in terms of build quality, in terms of just quality materials than my Zens. They're metal. and I mean, they're really nice. But no, I don't like the fact that they're really heavy. I tend to get migraines and things occasionally and you know maybe once every three months or something I'll get a really bad migraine it'll knock me out of commission for half a day or something but it just kind of worries me with these really heavy headphones. The less bulk the better for me.
1: And then I purchased the sleep buds from Soundcore and these are sleep buds that you can actually wear while you're sleeping and They're supposed to be very, very tiny, and they absolutely are tiny. You can fit them in your ears. You can side sleep with them. They have two modes. So what they don't do, let's let's start out with what they don't do. They don't let you forward and backward through tracks because you're really not supposed to. You're supposed to be sleeping. But what they will do, and I haven't really gotten this to work yet. I've been playing around with the app. They're supposed to go into a sleep mode when you go to sleep Because they can tell, somehow, your earphones can tell when you're sleeping. Kind of like Santa Claus, I guess. And what it will do is it will turn off the headphones, disconnect them from your phone, and go into a sleep mode, which then plays a sound of your choice. Now, I haven't figured out how to get it out of rain, because right now it's got rain. But there are other different sleep sounds that you can switch to within the app. But they are very comfortable. They are very clear. They are not tinny. They're just an overall good experience for me while I'm sleeping. I actually had a pair of Soundcore earbuds that I've had for over a year. And I never tried sleeping with these ones. But for me, I can... This might be the size of my ear or something. These are bigger earbuds. And for me, at least, I could side sleep with those without a problem. For somebody else's ears... Maybe they'd be too big. Like, I don't think you could do it. The sleep buds are really, really nice. They have different wing tips and different ear tips that you would put on so that you have a good seal. I finally figured out how to do that, where you you seal your ears away from the other person who might be sleeping or restless or something, and maybe that's distracting for you. If I just want to listen to the rain, I don't even have to have my phone around. I can just double tap the left earbud and it will turn into sleep mode and it tells you in a in a voice what mode that you are actually in and then I can listen to the rain and fall asleep with rain.
0: I really hate Bleed. I think it's distracting to other people and I think when you know that your headphones sound almost as loud as your TV <laughs> and some people listen to music that loud. Unfortunately, we don't, but some people do. And it's nice to have a pair that don't bleed like that, and that's the nice thing about buds. Buds don't bleed really, right. not much anyway, not as right. much, especially when you use them on safe volumes. Right. <laughs> but I found with, especially with your buds, I don't hear anything.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: Nothing at all. Now with the space, what are those called? The sound cores. The sound cores. Space.
1: Space. Yeah, sound Space. Let me see. What with
0: I'm... space, I hear some bleed, but they're not nearly as bad as, say, the live q20 pluses that you were using prior to that those bleed
1: or the masks oh the masks
0: masks definitely bleed
1: (laughs) yes they bleed
0: they bleed so if that's something that you're concerned about keeping your partner awake or whatever so what do you think about laying on your side with the little sleep buds you like it
1: they're fine Mm -hmm. you don't even you don't even realize that they're there
2: kind of amazing
1: yeah they're kind of tucked into your ear and when i got them out of the box you know how sometimes they have the, the little rubber or silicone thing that goes into your ear? These did not have them fastened. You had to do that yourself because they want to make sure that you get the right earbud size for your ear. So,
0: of course, as Chris said, we'll put links to all these in the show notes. We aren't going to be selling any of them, but you can certainly purchase them on your own and check them out and see what you think. And hopefully you'll maybe find a new pair that you enjoy. So now you have three more to
1: learn about. (laughs) Well, thank you everybody for joining us for this edition of the podcast. And we will talk to you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.
2: The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and desire to discover how our comprehensive products and services may support and empower your assistive technology journey, we welcome your visit at www.mysticaccess.com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have something to share about this podcast episode, press 4 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com. Connect with us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash empower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Your friends and colleagues may listen and subscribe at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our episodes, consider leaving us an iTunes rating and review. Your comments are greatly appreciated. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.